Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Brant Noe, the Parenting Coach, and I'm excited to have you back. Next week, we will have an update on my daughter's friend challenges, so I look forward to that. This week, we're going to talk about something really different, something that actually happened uh, last night and I think is important because I actually think it's one of the hardest things about parenting. And so we're going to cover this today. And what this is, is that when you see your child struggle with things that you struggle with. So full disclosure, I I definitely struggled with, with anger growing up for a long time. And I've had lots of conversations with my son over the years about my own anger. And because he's seen it, both of my kids have seen it. As my daughter mentioned last week on the podcast, it happens. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. I teach people how to regulate their emotions. And and it's not, I'm not telling you because it's easy. I'm telling you because it's the work that if you want to be the best you can be for your kids or for your your spouse, it's the work that you do because you want to be your very best for them. And it's hard because it just pops up out of nowhere sometimes. And the the hardest part I think about being a parent is seeing my son struggle with anger and realizing the influence and impact that my anger has had on him. He's a super sweet kid, but it's hard for me when he gets really, really angry. And, and my first kind of thought about it is to try to control it. And I think that's an interesting piece of this dynamic because it's it's the a lack of sense of control for me that really kind of drives what I think makes me the angriest is that when I don't feel like I have control over the situation or I don't have any power in a situation, then then that's generally when I tend to become angry. And so it's hard when you see your child struggle with this thing and you can step back and reflect on it and you can see that the thing that they're struggling with is really your struggle. And then you look and you say, well, how do I help? And you really don't know how to help because it still is your struggle. Because once we've learned how to solve a struggle, then it's easy to give advice and guidance and help people overcome their own struggles. But there are plenty of struggles that we all have in life where we haven't yet solved. We haven't yet made our way through them. And I'll be honest with you, anger is one for me. It is it is something I still struggle with because I don't like not having a sense of control over my life, which is interesting because as a professional, uh, if, if you say, Brant, what are the two ways at which you help develop young clinicians and people? I would say I, I give them agency, which is a sense of control over their life. And I give them connection, which is their ability to be connected to other people and, and share common bonds and relationships. So those are the two ways at which I think I serve in, in the professional setting. And I think the reason I probably do that is because those two things are so important to me. There are two places where I feel like I struggle or I lack the most. And so when I get into those places, 
it's easy for me to become anger. And I control it pretty well for the most part, but I still struggle with it. I still get overwhelmed by the feeling of anger. And then so to see it in my son, it becomes really challenging to figure out how do I help him with this challenge when I continue to struggle with it myself. And so today I want to go through that with you because I think it's still doable. It just takes a little bit of work. And so last night I was talking with my son and he was having an issue with a friend. And the issue he was having as a friend was he was kind of being mean and kind of being a jerk to the friend. And so my wife and I were talking to him about it. And it was interesting because he was there was something about his demeanor that he was already so annoyed and angry about something that he didn't know before we even started the discussion. And so as we engaged in the discussion, as we tried to sit in it with him to help him try to, to come to an understanding, because that's really what you're going to do in those discussions with your kids, is you're going to try to get to an understanding so that they can realize what they've, what they're doing and then make a different decision. But this is a little bit tricky, but I think it's doable. So today I want to go through some steps and there are going to be five of them. What I want you to do with these steps is that if you follow these steps, then what I think is you'll be able to help your child overcome a challenge that you struggle with. And the best part is, is that as you do that, it's going to help you heal as well. Because as you heal and they heal, the trials and tribulations you're going through is, is actually going to, in the end, strengthen your bond and and that's really what we want. We want to build those relationships so that when our kids are struggling, they come to us. So I'm going to give you these, these steps. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to tell somebody. It doesn't have to be your child. It could be a friend. It could be a spouse. It could be a relative. It can be anybody. But it's just the acknowledgement or the thing your child is struggling with is your struggle. This in of itself is, I think, is probably the hardest step because it's really easy to miss. It's really easy to overlook this challenge. So these next four steps are really in alignment with what's called, it's a clinical intervention called motivational interviewing. And it's used often with people where they're stuck in a, a stage of change and they, they're struggling to take action or to understand how to take action. And so the, the next four principles are really in alignment with motivational interviewing. And we're going to expand on those in great detail. So the first one is empathy. To develop a deep understanding of what's going on for them. Two is develop discrepancy. You want to help them understand how their actions don't align with who they are or their values. The third step is roll with resistance. Where you want to realize, and I think this is the important part, because this is the hard part for me, is that you've got to realize that you're not the expert. And then four is support self-efficacy and optimism. Help them figure out how they're going to solve this problem. And it really is important that through this process that your child has a sense that they have it within them. They have the strength, they have the courage to, to take on any of these tasks on their own. And that's going to be an important part of this process. So those are the steps. So we're going to go through those steps today in a little more detail. And, and the goal is, how do you help a kid overcome a challenge is a reflection of your own struggles in life. Because I think they happen for parents. Uh, they happen for me. And I know when they happen for me is probably when I struggle the most in being the best parent I can be. So the first thing is to tell somebody.
So this is an important step because you have to realize, you have to separate out the thing that your kid is struggling with from your own emotional experience. It's not just what you feel, it's also what you think and how you behave. And so if you can create separation between how you think and feel about the issue in regards to yourself, then it will be easier for you to sit in this place with your child and help them understand this problem in regards to who they are and who they want to become. You don't need professional help for this. You could seek the advice of a therapist or a parenting coach and work through that process. Or you can talk to a friend, a family member, a spouse, and and work through it and just identify that the thing you're trying to confront, the thing you're trying to help your child overcome is fundamentally an issue that you really struggle with. So if you can take this step, this is a ginormous step in my book because it's A, really hard to identify that the thing your child is struggling with is akin to what you struggle with. I think this is what gets most parents, it catches most parents off guard because we've seen where our mistakes bite us in the rear end. We see where our mistakes have taken our lives maybe not in the best directions. We see how our mistakes influence our relationships. And so we have this intimate knowledge of how doing this behavior will take your life on a path that maybe you don't want it to. And so sitting with these thoughts and these feelings around this is an important part of that process because you really can't stop and help someone else out in the same way with parenting. If your child is struggling with something and it's it's your struggle, it's going to be very hard to separate out what's yours from what's theirs. So just talking to it with someone has got to be the first step because you don't want to take action until you can really get this dialed down. So learning how to make mistakes is, I think, is a fundamental of parenting. It is one of the things that I think you have to do in order to to be a good parent. And we have to teach our kids how to make mistakes. And the best way to teach them that is to show them how to make mistakes. We're not going to get into great discussion on learning how to make mistakes and the importance of that, because that's all covered in the class, Parenting to Potential. Just realize that this has to be a part of your relationship with your child in order to get through this process. Because again, if our child is struggling with something that we are struggling with, then the ability to, to make mistakes and own those mistakes is going to be an important part of this process. Okay, so now let's get into more of the motivational interviewing stuff. The first one is, is empathy. So one of the reasons why I want you to go tell a friend is because if you tell somebody about the thing that you're struggling with or how your child is engaging in behavior with something you struggle with, so for me, it's anger, and for my son, it's anger, then when you can do that, it allows you to understand that the anger is not about him being good or bad. The anger is just an emotion. And we know what it's like. I can say with certainty, I know what it's like when the anger takes over me, when it takes over what I'm doing, it takes over the way I'm thinking. And so that's the piece that scares me the most for him. And that's the challenge is it scares me for him because I don't want him to experience the existence I've experienced being an angry person. And one of the reasons for that is it's not just that he's angry and he acts angry is that it doesn't just shift his his behavior, it shifts the way in which he perceives the world. And this, to me, is the scariest part of it all. And this is why I think if you can parent to this, it's the most helpful thing you can do. 
is because the behavior is only one piece of it. The challenge is, is that the anger actually influences the way he interprets the world, the way he sees social situations. So if, if he's looking through the world through the lens of being angry, then that means anything anyone does is going to be an offense on him. And if, and if someone's going to do something and he, and he interprets it as an offense on him, then he's now justified in feeling angry. It validates his need to be angry. If someone does something to him that reinforces the idea that he has no power, it justifies that he needs to be angry. It justifies this is the way at which he should see the world. And that's the scariest piece to me of it all. I mean, if you go back to that movie, if you've seen the movie Inside Out, imagine what would happen if anger was always under control. Anger interpreted every little bit of information that came in. It would be so easy for us to see the slights and the negativities. But if joy were taking over, then it's actually a lot harder to see those because you interpret those things very differently. And this was our challenge last night as my son was already a little bit ticked off that he had to go do something he didn't want to do. And so he was angry about it. He went to a friend and engaged that friend. He was snappy with him. And when the friend responded poorly, my son felt that it was it, that he was justified in being angry with him. His anger interpreted the situation to bring about the result he wanted. He wanted to be justified and angry because he didn't want to be at the place he was at. And that makes sense to me. So the first thing we have to do is we have to have empathy and have them teach us and help us to understand what was going on for them in that moment. It is through the process of empathy this is where you actually build trust. This is where you instill hope that things can be different. This is where you reduce the anxiety because it's not necessarily about consequencing him. I didn't give my son any consequences last night. At the end of the day, I said, what do you think you should do? And he says, I really need to go apologize to my friend because that's the consequence. The consequence is this is why making, learning how to make mistakes is important. The consequence is owning up to the fact that he made a mistake. And now the challenge is how do we learn from that mistake? And this is where it can get the most challenging for parents is how do we learn from a mistake? How do we learn from a challenge? That's our challenge. So we're going to keep going. So the first one is empathy. The next one is developing discrepancy. And this is really, I think a fairly simple one is you have to help them understand how their behavior doesn't align with who they want to be or their values. So when my wife confronted my child, and I say confronted in a, she was very loving about it, but when she confronted my son about his behavior, the question was, is, is this how you want your friends to see you? And his response was no. And then the next question was, how often do you think this comes out? Because we had, had a discussion a few weeks ago, how when my son is at his, is, is in a state of positivity, he is a fun, fun kid. And so we, I asked him, I said, do you think the people in your life, the kids in your life that you play with would rather you be fun or rather you be angry and bitter and resentful? And he said, they'd probably rather me be fun. And I said, well, who do you want to be? I'd rather be fun. So right there, we bridge the gap between how he's behaving and who he wants to be because they're not my judgments of him. I'm not telling him what I think of him. I'm helping him to see the difference between who he's being and who he wants to be. Because the moment he can bridge that gap 
now he's going to be more interested in finding a solution. And the truth is, the solution is already in him. It's my job to help bring it out. So if we can develop discrepancy, we can help them see where what they're doing is not in align with who they want to be. And I think this is a crucial step because I know as I was sitting with him last night and I was thinking of myself when I act out, this goes back to the empathy piece. I could sit in the empathy and going, I know when I act out in a way that I don't like to, when I become angry, that that is not in alignment with who I want to be as a dad, as a human being, as a husband. So the next one is roll with resistance. And what I like about roll with resistance is to realize that it's not your job. It's not my job to twist my son's arm to go say he's sorry or to do anything about it. Because the moment I twist his arm to do something about it, he's doing it because I'm telling him to do it, not because he's driven to do it. And I really do fundamentally believe that there are two ways to be in this world. One is to do it because you have to, and the other one is to do it because you want to. And I think the most effective way to parent is to get kids to do things because they want to do it. This is also covered in the Parenting Potential course, Alignment Before Action. This is what agency is. I don't even want the people I work with to do things because they have to do it. In fact, if I had a clinician who was struggling with writing notes, I would tell her, stop writing notes. Go take care of yourself. Get yourself into alignment and then take action. Because I'm not a big fan of people doing stuff because they have to, because all it breeds is bitterness and resentment. And again, with my son last night, if he's struggling with anger and then I force him to do something, it's only going to increase his bitterness and resentment. So whatever resistance he has to this process, it's not my job to to force him to do anything because if I try to force it, I'm only going to create more resistance. And at the end of the day, I'm going to create more bitterness and resentment. And that bitterness and resentment will then show up in his relationships. Even though I struggle with anger, my anger is different than my son's anger. This is the hard part. Even though I'm a a therapist by trade, I can't be the expert in this moment. I can't come off as the person who knows what to do. I have to allow my son to become his own expert. And this, I would say, is the hardest part for kids. The most mind-numbingly painful answer my son ever gives me is, I don't know, because I really don't like that answer. And so when he says, I don't know, then I think the right answer is, is then you need to find out. That's part of your duty. If you, if you think that these things don't align with your values, if you think you being angry doesn't align with your values, well, then you have to start to figure out, well, what's making you angry? And so I can't come at him as the expert. I want to. Trust me, you. I want to. I want to. There's part of me because, again, my anger has to do with control. I really do want to tie his arm around behind his back and say, go do it or else. But that's not going to serve me and it's not going to serve him. So it's important to learn to roll with the resistance your kids give you. And again, if they're stuck there, then go back to that developing discrepancy. How does this not al- How does that behavior not align with who they want to be? And the last one is support, self-efficacy, and optimism. So. How do you think you're going to solve this problem? Now, part of the solution to the problem could be, I need to ask for help. Part of the solution to the problem could be, I need to go say I'm sorry to my friend. Part of this problem might be, I need to to figure out why I'm so angry. What's making me so angry? I, I have a sense of what it is for him. And I'll give him my opinion and my input, because that is what I think a parent is supposed to do. It's no different than when my kids are fighting and I say, what's the problem? 
their response is, here's what I'm doing to make the situation worse. And so the answer to what's making him angry is the same answer to the question of what am I doing to make it worse? So if he's struggling with a friend and being angry with a friend, or doesn't know if he's being angry with a friend, then it's his job, it's his responsibility to go out and seek those answers. It doesn't mean that if his friend's going to give him feedback that everything his friend says is true. It's likely not. But there's going to be a part of it that's true. And that's then what our that's then when he comes back to me and says, Hey dad, I talked to my friend today and, and here's kind of what happened and here's what bothered me, here's what they said. My job is to help them then sort that out, to make sense of it, to figure out how to integrate what's truly his into how he behaves, into his value system. This is really where the the, the depth of parenting, if if you do it well, I think parenting is at its best is when your kid comes to you voluntarily and says, Dad, here's the problem I need help solving. Can you help me solve it? Because the truth is our kids aren't always able and ready and willing to solve problems. And so how do we get them to a place where they want to solve the problem? I think this is a good map for doing it. And I think it will also help your relationship. And most of all, I think it will allow you to heal. I think it will allow you to to take steps in your own life about the things you struggle with. This goes back to learning how to make mistakes. The more we can acknowledge our own mistakes, the more we model for our kids what that's like. And trust me, I've been doing it for almost 12 years now, is that my kids know that I'm going to make mistakes, and my kids know that I'm going to work hard to try to to right those mistakes. And so what allows then is that they're more willing to forgive me for my shortcoming. And that's the thing I'm trying to teach them with their friends as well, is how do you do this and build friendships? How do you do this and help them build relationships? The truth is, this is really hard. I get it wrong. I will be honest with you. I get it wrong all the time. And and that's okay because I'm still in it. I'm still trying to be my best for my kids because I see their potential and I want nothing more in life than to help them reach it. That's why it's important to learn from your mistakes. In conclusion, here's the things we want to do. A, when you realize, or if you realize, or if someone tells you that, hey, the thing your child is struggling with is something you struggle with, have a conversation about that. It's going to be so important, the process for you to separate out what's yours and what's your child's. We're going to get better at making mistakes, which means that we have to accept the fact that we're fallible and we're going to make mistakes. And then how do we learn from those mistakes? Secondly, we're going to have empathy. We're going to sit down with our children and we're going to try to understand what's going on for them. We're not going to be the expert. We're going to try to be the guide. Third, we're going to develop discrepancy. We're going to help them see where their actions don't align with their values, with their perception of who they want to be. Fourthly, we're going to roll with resistance. We're going to realize that we're not the expert and we're going to let them struggle. It's not our jobs to force them to become anything. It's our jobs to guide them. And last, we're going to support self-efficacy and optimism. We're going to help them realize that these are all problems at which they can solve. And the truth is that if you can do these well, what I think is not only well, the primary benefit is that you help your child learn to deal with these issues at a developmentally appropriate age. I think the secondary benefit is you learn to heal. You allow yourself to heal. 
because you're going through this process with them. You can have a little empathy for yourself and hopefully a little grace. And you can try to learn from these as you're just like you're trying to help them learn from them. I think these are the hardest challenges parents face. Their kids have struggles that are very similar to their own struggles. And we don't really have a grasp on how to deal with those just yet. But I also think it's the most rewarding and can be the most rewarding interactions you have with your kids because you both are learning from these mistakes. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope it was helpful. If you have questions, please feel free to to submit them and I would glad to answer them and look for us on social media. And if you have questions or struggles or if there's something you need help with, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, schedule a call, schedule a session, and I would be glad to help you through any of the challenges you have with parenting children because it is not easy. So thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.